The Democrats claim that Republicans have a Trump problem. But then many Democrats will argue the right has a fascist, radical, extremist, xenophobic, racist, and misogynist problem. The right has a conservative problem. Conservatives oppose pork-barrel politics in an increasingly socialist world. Trump is a strong conservative meaning he does not condone transfer payments whether regional or social in nature. To simplify his position, money stays in the pocket of the one who earned it. This strong option to transfer payments has made him hated like few have been before. It is not just those on the take that fear the popularity of his position, the state itself has its existence threatened by his opposition to regulated markets. Yet, it ought to be obvious, the left does not really hate Trump, nor is it specifically his policies. It is the worldview he represents. The Trump problem is the problem of being rational in an insane world. If there is reason and truth, there is a right way and a wrong way to live. The wrong way is a vast, broad swath of options that share only one common attribute, they are not the product of reason. Yet, it is the irrationality of these options that make them ungodly. The right and left are not just two political parties that have different views on how the economy ought to operate. The right and left correspond to two races and two realities and two distinct ways of thinking, believing and understanding. One is rational the other is not. One way of thinking can be validated and justified scientifically, logically, and morally, the other is inherently incoherent and contradictory. Trump does not encapsulate rationality, but he has grasped the fundamentals and it is enough to send the left into paroxysms of fear. Yet, political conservatism is not the solution to the left. Conservatives oppose the left on some key points, but conservatism is a strategy of defense that did not sit well with Trump. Yet even he did not understand the solutions needed or how deep the problem is. Unfortunately, Trump is deeply embedded in the problem he wants to solve. The real problem is not how much taxes is being levied or the degree to which the market is being regulated. Nor is the issue specifically the openness of the border. These are real issues, but they are symptoms and peripheral, and not the one that really excites the Democrat base. The left has taken up the hue and cry that democracy is being threatened. The right can and does respond to the Democrats' accusations as if they flowed from rational thought. Republicans often counter the claims of Democrats with talk about the importance of law and order, fiscal responsibility and leaving a strong economy to our children. But claim democracy is threatened is a red herring. It is not the fear that they will lose democracy that agitates the Democrats' base, it is the fear of losing power over the property and purse strings of the nation. Which is why they have no problem with fascism or communism or autocracy, so long as the left retains power over the nation's property. But what specifically does this mean? Democrats are not worried the people will no longer be able to vote in their representative or that their vote will not matter. Democrats worry about a cultural shift or transformation that will cause the door into the coffers of the nation to be closed. 
Had Trump the means and inclination he could undoubtedly purchase the vote of 99% of Democrats for a stipend of $60,000 to $120,000. And if the numbers are not precise they convey the fact that it is not democracy Democrats want so much as unearned access to property. But Republicans are not in a position to secure the nation's treasure. This is the Achilles heel of the right. Republicans also need to keep the door ajar for their own predations. This is something Trump may not have been fully conscious of, but which made Republicans almost as nervous about his agenda as are Democrats. Governments are always socialist. Governments to govern are always extremist. Governments must necessarily polarize the voter. Rationally there is no other possibility. The Republican Party has no qualms about spending huge amounts of money to protect and promote private enterprise. Providing benefits and protections to the elite on the right or left is just as socialist as providing Medicare and unemployment benefits for the poor. But even Trump who wanted to unleash the power of the American economy implicitly condoned the unfettered power of the private citizen, regardless of the cost imposed on the average citizen. Capitalism is not considered to be socialism, but the free enterprise system still has social costs, and these are borne by society and future generations. The costs of an unfettered market are imposed on society in future generations and in the impact, are no different than a guaranteed income supplement. The problem with politics is that it is inherently polarizing. The greater the victory of one side the more obnoxious and intolerable the actions of that party become. Each end of the spectrum contains the seeds of its own destruction. Political success is a ways self-limiting. This is an observation that ought to surprise no one who observes events through history. Trump winning in 2016 created opposition. That most of the issues were manufactured is not the point. The point is that his victory terrified Democrats and created a large block of people who were determined he would not win again. If we look at 2020 few people voted for Biden and the largest group of persons who voted against Trump actually did vote against him. This gives the impression of a fake election to those who support Trump and perhaps a few who elected Biden. But there is no doubt a concerted opposition to a Trump presidency exists. Not only do these electors not need to be encouraged to vote, but they are also vociferous in how they campaign against Trump and work against the re-election of Trump or any of his supporters almost as a calling. That being said, as popular as Trump is among his base, is it a winning strategy for him to run in 2024? But we lasso need to ask how much will be changed if DeSantis wins the primaries instead? The rhetoric previously directed at Trump will be transferred over to him, should he win. The Trump problem is not Trump, it is the system he is in. The West is liberal, systemically so. Western politics and economics favor socialists because our institutions are liberal. It has to be the hardest thing in the world, for a politician to get elected, promising to do nothing. Yet, this is what reason tells us politicians ought to do. If all you are promising to do, if elected, is to do nothing people are not inclined to think they need you. 
they known they will not benefit much from your election. But why should they, this is the real question to ask. Trump mastered this ability to gain support while promising to do nothing, in his mega rallies. More accurately, he promised to shut down the things conventional governments were doing and permit Americans to unleash the power of the private citizen. His message was that he would unleash the power of the American people, a particularly American kind of speech but one difficult for politicians to market. But Trump, as a self-made man who in many ways exemplified the Instagram view of the hero, was able to galvanize people in ways no one else could. Trump made people excited about themselves. But his populism was ultimately self-limiting. His image like any image on social media, needed careful cultivation and a lack of orchestrated opposition. As he became vilified his brand suffered and Trump became preoccupied with defense. Many of his supporters remain faithful out of a sense of loyalty, but it is all but impossible for him to add to his following. He is, in political parlance, damaged goods. But we need to take our eyes off of Trump, because the Trump problem is not Trump but the system. And it is a system well able to protect itself. The Trump problem is the problem of dealing with socialism in a system that is socialist. The West has a culture that makes it all but impossible for anyone to get elected who does not to some degree, support socialism, whether for the rich or poor. All government must promise something to their followers, to get elected. All government handouts and benefits and support payments are socialist. Republicans can move their policy towards the liberal side of the spectrum or reduce payouts as they lower taxes. Either way they will galvanize resistance from one side or the other. This is true also for Democrats, but it is easier to promise benefits than guarantee to stop all payouts and still get elected. The policies of the right and left reflect to some degree, two extremist positions. Politics is two polar opposites without a center. But there is no midpoint between absolutes. But we cannot find a true middle when the factors are relative, such as bigger or smaller governments or higher or lower tax rates. The difference between parties is always about pushing policy left or right. But there is no center that can be produced by compromise. Radicals reject political extremism. Radicals reject the quantification of change and embrace qualitative differences. The enemy is not at the opposite end of an infinite continuum but in an opposing worldview. The radical position is that there are two realities, two worldviews embraced by two distinct races of persons, neither is compatible with the other. Trump perhaps understood this instinctively in that he knew there is no compromise, one side or the other must win and the other must lose. The Trump problem is really the problem of marketing this reality to the right so that they realize they must leave this degraded liberal system, if they wish to survive. It is a difficult message to put in a movement and impossible to make an element of political policy that is subject to the democratic process. The left is right in that, we are trying to destroy democracy in favor of redocracy. The rule of the people, which is an abstraction, must be abandoned for the rule of the radical, 
those who embrace the right as a sovereign culture and people.